Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. And in 1981, Album of the Year, Christopher Cross's debut album was considered superior to Frank Sinatra's legendary trilogy, but that's not the one that will make you go, oh, it also beat Pink Floyd's The Wall. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. Who are you, young lady? I am Tammy Burns. Tammy, do you like the Grammys? I can't even remember the last time we watched the Grammys. Yes and no. What do you mean yes and no? Is that even an answer? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. What does that even mean? How do you sometimes... What sometimes? It, what sets it, up the sometimes? Well, it's kind of turned into a maybe thing. What? Okay. I, I Depends keep, on what's what's on TV. I feel like I'm digging for gold here. Actually, what is, I what? think the last few years we've taped it. We we recorded it and just watched the highlights. The just to see day. who won the big yeah, ones. Or, and yeah. to see if somebody got crazy. <laughs> That's true. If it shows up on the morning show that somebody got nuts, we won want to have a video of Let's it. Let's find that. The 59th Annual Grammy Awards will be Sunday, February 12th, 2017 here in Trump's America. Here's the thing. I've never done a show specifically on the Grammys because in all honesty, you know, it's a it turns into a meme from Facebook or Instagram. It turns into that kind of thing like, well, who let the dogs out got a Grammy, but Guns and Roses have never won a Grammy. Okay, so and, why are you doing it now? Hot well, shot. He, the reason is because I ran into something that kind of made me shake my head really hard, and it's called Plan B. Have you ever heard the Grammys in terms of Plan B? No. Okay, now it would make sense that you, you know, to win a Grammy, you submit your song to the Grammys, or the Grammys go and say, hey, you got a song, and they either grab the song. So voting occurs and these nameless people, faceless people in a smoke-filled room make a decision because they make votes and then some tallying group somewhere decides, okay, this is all the votes. Let's tally them up. You've gotten the most votes. You win the Grammy. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, that's how it happens. No, it isn't. That's not at all how it happens. Come on now. And the reason it's not how it happens is because in the past, the Grammys have been so horribly embarrassed at some of the picks that have happened so and and again it, it has to do with the question being you know okay which one of the big embarrassments made plan b come into place so today for an hour on rock school we're going to talk grammys so i'm going to tell you some things that happened in the grammys we're going to make light of some of the jokes the fact that bob marley doesn't have a grammy but again millie vanilli has a grammy so we'll have some fun with the facebook memes and such but on the same aspect 
The Grammys, when you hear how it's done, don't sound as supremely fair as they should be. And I think it's something we need to talk about because once let you me know. hear it, you kind of go, oh, I don't know that that's good. Okay, let's, okay, let's we, do it. We got to play something. So again, the Facebook meme, let me play some songs by people who should have a Grammy, but don't. Justin Bieber has a Grammy, but Guns N' Roses do not have a Grammy. Please tell me you're playing Guns N' Roses. No, I'm playing Justin. No, I'm not. I'm playing Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I like it already. It's yeah. a good show. <laughs> Live and let die here in Rock School. You were young and your heart was an open book. You used to say live and let live. Okay, coming out of Guns N' Roses, have you ever heard of an EGOT? I have not. An EGOT, it is supposedly the grand slam of all of the major awards. Grammys supposedly are the top prize in the music industry. That's the G in EGOT. The E is the, what is that, the Emmy? The O is the Oscar and the T is the Tony. Tony. Yep. Yeah, okay. Do you have to win them all in one year or can it be over a lifetime? No, I think you can win them all in a lifetime. Rita Moreno, Whoopi Goldberg, Mel Brooks, Mike Nichols, Marvin Hamlish, and a few other people cool. have won the EGOTs to go with it. Now, there are actually 82 categories here in said Grammys, down from 109 because in uh, 2011 there was this huge restructuring of categories. Well, thank God they restructured. Huh? Yeah, they thought there were too many. Now, on the television show, you just don't see them all. You see the big ones where people can come in and, you know, perform. Because mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, the Grammys anymore, there's been 59 of them. The Grammys anymore aren't about the awards. Yeah. They're about the people who can sell and get more money from streaming. I think you pay your way onto the Grammys. But oh. that's not the that's not the plan B that I'm interested in talking no. to you about today. No. Goodness. But the big categories we're interested in are album of the year, obviously. Right. Record of the year and song of the year. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Record of the year is awarded to the performer and the production team of the song. Song of the year is awarded to the writers of the song. So it's entirely possible that Record of the Year and Song of the Year will be the same yes. of the two. And then, of course, Best New Artist, which has been the kiss of death for a lot of people. Ever Ouch. since Millie Vanilli, there's been a problem. Beatles were, believe it or not, Best New Artists. Really? Yeah, they were. Also, one year, the people who did Afternoon Delight. Uh-huh. Remember that song, Afternoon oh, Delight? Oh, I do. Yeah. I, I used to sing it all the time. <laughs> That's that's sad. Um, the Starland Vocal Band, who did Afternoon Delight, they were up against Boston. Come on now. Yeah, so they beat Boston, which is the reason why this Plan B I'm going to tell you about <laughs> got stuck into the Grammys, because oh. the Grammy voters have so many times been so embarrassed embarrassingly wrong. Can you just see Boston sitting there when they call that out? Oh my gosh. We're going to talk later in the show about the first heavy metal award in the Grammys. And it was so, again, embarrassingly incorrect. It showed the voters to be so embarrassingly out of touch. 
you can't you you can't fathom it. It is without fathom. Fathom. Without fathom. So let's play another person who has not won a Grammy but should have. Remember, Justin Bieber has a Grammy, but this person doesn't. Janis Joplin. Ouch. Gosh darn. Sounds like this on Rock School. Okay, coming out of Janis Joplin. All right, how do you get a song into the Grammy Awards? Tell me. It's pretty simple. At least this is what it says on the Grammy Awards website. This is the official method of how it's done. It's not, but plan B is stuck in there, but this is the official method of how it's done. Any media company register with the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences. Them's the Grammy people. Once again, the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences. And of course, any individual members of the organization may nominate by October 1st of the year previous to the awards ceremony any song or verbal recording or instrumental or blah 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 in any recording category by October 1st of the year previous so anything October that's going to go last up year. you got it okay. fantastic you nominate online and from there the song is distributed to a body of 150 anonymous music experts experts being in you know double quotations mm-hmm. who can vote to accept the nomination or vote to place the nomination into another category so they state from the get go that this isn't really where this song should be. It should be over here in this category. Okay, fine. Let's move it to this category. Once it's moved to the other category, then it gets voted on by the members of the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences. Got it so Got far? Got it. Got it. I'm with you. Members are to vote on quality alone. Sales and popularity are not to come into play whatsoever. Balance. It's not a popularity contest. That's right. The fact that it is Millie Vanilli should have nothing to do with it. Ballots are sent to an accounting firm, and then there are some rules in place to break ties. I understand that. That makes sense. Probably all the way down to a coin flip. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. The top five go into a category. That's how it shows on TV. And then the top vote getter wins. Voila! Grammy! Right? Right. Yeah, that's not how it works. Because in the past, the Grammys have shown themselves to be wildly out of touch. And when we get back, I'm going to give you some examples of the Grammys being wildly out of touch. Oh, I can't wait. Do you know the guitarist Joe Satriani? Yes. Okay, he's also the guitarist for the group Chicken Foot. Okay. He has been nominated 15 times and has never won a Grammy. <laughs> Is that a record? There comes... No. 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 Ooh. There comes a point in time, right around 10 or 11, I assume, where you stop renting the tux. And you just say, oh, okay, I get I would go to McDonald's and just get, get a burger. It. I'm I not going it. tonight. Yeah. See you look, ya. You look at your basis and go, is tonight the Grammys? Is it, Was I supposed to be there? Yeah, I didn't win. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Summer song. Here you go. It's Joe Satriani on Rock School.
into the first break. I was going to talk about something else, but you asked, is that a record, Joe Satriani being nominated 15 times but not winning? Right, is okay. it? Okay, no. Would you like to hear some of the high nominations who have never won? Well, I think I just asked. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I was going to talk about something else, but let me hit this, uh, hit this instead. Uh, Guns N' Roses nominated three times, hasn't won, as, uh, as is Oasis. Not not one, three times nominated, though. Queens of the Stone Age, five times, no win. Notorious B.I.G., five times nominated, no win. Depeche Mode, nominated five times, no win. Public Enemy, five, nothing. Tupac Shakur, seven nominations, no wins. Busta Rhymes, 10 nominations. No trophies. Ouch. Naz, 11 nominations, no wins. Katy Perry, 12 times. Get real. Yeah, no trophies. Bjork, Uh 14 times. Uh, Nothing. She's over it. Nothing. Joe Satriani, as I said, 15 times. Nothing. And as far as I could find, maybe I'm wrong. I've been known to be wrong in the past, but as far as I could find, the number one nominated artist that has not won... Snoop Doggy Dog or Snoop Lion or Snoop Mailbox, whatever he's calling himself lately, 17 nominations, none in the box. Did not walk away with any of them. 17. I'll give you some other ones. Here are some bands who have never won and never been nominated. Ready for this list? Yeah. Kinks, Spice Girls, Strokes, Talking Heads, Velvet Underground, Hendrix, Bob Marley, Brian McKnight, Janis Joplin, Diana Ross, Kid Rock, Run DMC, Iggy Pop, Zeppelin, but Zeppelin did receive a special achievement Grammy not too long ago, and Nickelback. Now, that one I can understand, (laughs) but yeah, Nickelback. So go ahead. Who's listening to us? Let's see. That's going to be KCMJ in Colorado Springs. Wonderful place. We spent, uh, what, four or five days there? Oh, yeah. It's a great place. Wonderful. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, I did say earlier that the Academy has been wildly embarrassed by its 150 voting members, yes? Yes. And this is how it led to Plan B. Plan B, even though it's in place, still the voting membership wildly embarrasses itself. And I understand every now and again that, I mean, this is music, this is subjective. So what something is and what something is not can be of argument, but the argument is normally within a parameter. If you're so wildly off, it just shows you to be out of touch. It would be like my dad. (laughs) Picking the songs that should be inside of the heavy metal song. Okay, here's one from this year alone. 
David Bowie's Black Star. Now, I get it. I mean, people who are extremely cynical are going to say, well, the only reason people love Black Star is because Bowie died. You know what? That may have something to do with it. Probably. But I've, I mean, I own Black Star. Yeah. It's really a good album. I mean, it's, it's, it's good to the point of, holy crud, that's really good. And you'd think to yourself, it has to be up for album of the year. No. Adele's 25, Beyonce's Lemonade, Sturgill Simpson's A Sailor's Guide to Earth, which is a really good album, Justin Bieber's Purpose, which is not a really good album. So you'd think to yourself, Bowie's Black Star has got to be in the rock album right. category. Right? No. no. It's in the alternative category. I'm sorry, what? That doesn't make any sense. But okay, fine. You may even be able to argue with me that Bowie is alternative these days. Okay. Maybe. And I can I can hear you out there. I can hear the audience screaming at me. Fine. Here's the big one. In 1988, the uh, National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, these are the Grammy people, added a hard rock metal performance category for the 31st Awards. What they did was put Blow Up Your Video by ACDC, Cold Metal by Iggy Pop. Again, is he really hard rock metal, Iggy Pop? Still, okay, stretch, put him in there, okay? Good enough. Is there not another category? Nothing's Shocking by Jane's Addiction, again, okay, I think that's pushed in sideways. And then Crest of a Knave by Jethro Tull, that doesn't fit. Period. No. Nope. 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 They're progressive rock. Period. That's all there is to it. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. And then, and Justice for All by Metallica. The clear winner is and Justice for All by Metallica. You could, you could, you could accept ACDC. Right. But the clear winner is so far and Justice for All by Metallica. It's, it's so not Jethro Tull. To the point where Jethro Tull's singer, Ian Anderson, didn't even show up. He was blown away by the nomination. Didn't even show up. He won. Why all of these categories? Why why do you have to have a perfect hole to fit everyone? Why can't it just be music? I do not know. I do not know, but my assumption is, is to keep everybody happy because people love to put music in boxes. But they're not happy. (laughs) <laughs> because the choices stink. Mm. Yeah, pretty much that. I'll give you one more of this thing here. Okay. Uh, 2005 Album of the Year. Ray Charles won Album of the Year in 2005. Probably because he passed away. Right. Green Day's American Idiot was in there. Mm. You know, I'll give you another one. 2008 Album of the Year. Once again, a case of the Grammys having trouble. Herbie Hancock won. You know, Amy Winehouse's Back to Black oh, yeah. was in there. Wow. Yeah, again, it's these people are living a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I think what you have to do is put an age restriction on the people who are making the decisions. Gotcha. You know, you're, you're I'm sorry. Even me. Sorry, you're too old. Yeah, to Joe make Burns. Decisions. I'm sorry, buddy. You're 52. You're too old. You yeah. can't be picking song. You can't be picking the Britney Spears. You, you just can't because they make you angry. <laughs> we got to play a song. I've been screaming way, 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 way too much. Looking at my piece of paper. Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode has been up for five Grammys and has won 
none. Are you kidding me? People are people on Rock School. Bottom of the hour, way late. We got to do seven days and 70 seconds, but real quick, here's two more rather embarrassing things from the Grammys. In 1978, the song of the year, You Light Up My Life by Debbie Boone won. Over top of, ready for this? Yes. Hotel California. <gasps> I know, shoot me in the head. Disgrace. I know. And in 1981, Album of the Year, Christopher Cross's debut album was considered superior to Frank Sinatra's legendary trilogy, but that's not the one that will make you go, oh, it also beat Pink Floyd's The Wall. I know. For real. Are you kidding me? Take me away. Come on, Grammys. Here we go. Seven days, 70 seconds. I'm Joe Burns. You are. I am Tammy Burns. Here be the dates. January 30th all the way through February 5. Uh, we got the Monday from Tammy. Go. Ooh, January 30, 1969. The Beatles staged their famous rooftop concert on the roof of Apple Records in London. We hope we passed the audition. January 31st, 1970, in New Orleans, the Grateful Dead are arrested for possession of LSD and barbiturates. If you've ever heard the song Truckin', well, there you go. There's the story. February 1, 1964, Indiana Governor Matthew Walsh bans the Kingsman's version of Louie Louie, calling it pornographic. God, that's so stupid a story. We should do a show on that. I think we did. It's so dumb a story. February 2, 1959, the Coasters released Charlie Brown, February 3rd, 1971, Lynn Anderson's Rose Garden is certified gold. February 4th, 1959, the day after the plane crash that killed Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper. The Winter Dance Party continues in Sioux City, Iowa with Fabian, Frankie Avalon, and Jimmy Clayton as the new headliners. And then finally, February 5, 1972, Paul Simon releases The Mother and Child reunion this woman has never won a grammy and it's a crime patty smith uh, i get into fights with the the drummer from my group all the time who is a huge punk fan he considers a patty smith punk mm-hmm. i've always thought she is simply a poet with a backing band <laughs> and it's a wonderful little fight we sit there and talk about it and nobody wins and it's great because the night patty smith on rock school Let's go into the second break and finally I'm going to get around to it. It's about time. What is plan B? Okay. 
The Grammys, as I've pointed out for the past two breaks, have been embarrassed way, way, way too many times. So, this is the, the kind of thing that doesn't show up on their website, doesn't show up here or there, however, is sort of an open secret in the music industry. How do you know? And the only reason I know is because, A, it's all over the web, B, it has shown up in major newspapers, and I'm going to give you some suggestions from a couple major newspapers here in a little bit, but Plan B is part of the Grammy voting, okay? All right. Now, the way the Oscars dealt with the fact that people got Got all upset was what they did is they expanded the best picture category. Remember what used to be like five pictures? Now it's ten. Okay. I think. Yeah. That's how they made people happier. The Grammys did something called Plan B. It happened sometime in the 1990s, and the research that I did suggested it more than likely happened when Lionel Richie's Can't Slow Down won Record of the Year over Born in the USA and Purple Rain, and the Grammys could hear the nation's eyes roll. So they had to do something. The guy at the time who was the president of the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, his name was Michael Green, put the plan into place. Now, here's what it is. He created a smaller, younger committee that was between the 150 voters and the television show. Okay. So the voters made their votes. All right. And then plan B was this small committee. Now it's not on every one of the categories. It's only on sort of the major four or the major six or the major eight, depending on what you read. Dear. But it is on the major categories. And here's what it says. Quote, the committee, this is the plan B committee, who is made up of anonymous members so they cannot be affected by industry insiders, have the ability to simply override the main committee nominations even eliminate their votes altogether if they wish. The original idea for the Plan B group is to act upon the main four categories only and the purpose is to not embarrass the Academy again. Oh my gosh. Oops. So what you have is 150 voting members unless they screw up And this Plan B group shows up and fixes what they do. So basically, hey, you 150, tell us what you think. And then we're going to throw it to these young people. Goodness. And they're going to tell you what you think. Oh, that's wrong. That's Plan B. That's Plan Wrong. It's not on the website. It's not on the Grammy site. It's not on any of their PR stuff. Oh, my God. They deny it, but it is open. It's true, and I have other stuff to tell you that that says that it's true. Uh, hands up, hands up. Okay. Yeah. Do you have anybody that you know that was on Plan B? As a matter of fact, I have from the LA Times an article by Robert Hilton called Behind Grammy's Closed Door where they spoke to a member of Plan B. I'm with you now, and, mister. And right after this break, I'll tell you what the guy had to say. Perfect. Back in a minute on Rock School. <laughs> Out 
the break. Once again, there was a Los Angeles Times article by Robert Hilburn titled Behind Grammy's Closed Door. Easy to find online, simply search those things. A member of the Plan B committee spoke about its duties where it says, the committee refers to themselves as the three tenors rule. Okay. Okay. The album, The Three Tenors in Concert, was up for Best Album in 1994, even though it was considered by the classical community a novelty album at best almost completely unknown to the pop listener. He also suggests that Macarena would have been thrown out had the Plan B group had the opportunity. Now, according to whomever this person is, he obviously wished to remain anonymous because he's part of the Plan B committee. It says here, unlike the main voting members, the Plan B committee meets face-to-face for about a day, sometimes longer, and debates before voting on the final changes. Now, the 150 people who are part of the Grammy group, they never talk to one another. Right, right. They simply send Send in their vote. That's that. And a group of people do that. But the Plan B people, right before the television show, get together, discuss, debate, and they can bend, fold, mutilate, do whatever they want. Does that not, it does in my eyes, maybe I'm wrong, but it does in my eyes, does that not take the Grammys and throw it right in the bit bucket? It's in the crapper for me. It is to me too. Yeah, you just made it go there. I'm I'm sorry. That's right. If you make your mistakes, you make your mistakes. I don't like it, but I got to tell you, at least you went with the 150 people. It would be a whole lot better if the Grammys said, okay, we're firing those 150 people. Sorry about the mistakes. And we're hiring people that are 20 years younger. This plan B that they tried to keep secret is crud. Yep. I'm sorry. That's Absolutely. just not right. No. I don't like that at all. I don't either. One of your favorite groups, Journey. Yeah. Has been up for one Grammy. Did not win, so let's play it. They never went back, huh? No, they never went back. Once you go journey, you never go back. I like it. I know. Here you go on Rock School. school well you've heard everything about the grammys you know i'll probably still watch a good bit of the show let's tape it which is what we do every year anyway if something not so facto happens we have it on tape yeah plan b is gonna get out there i mean (laughs) you know what my plan b is what is that not watching the grammys probably not watch it and tape it yeah but i still need to know because something crazy could happen it could 
We have gone on and on about all the people who have not won a Grammy. Would you like to know who has won the most Grammys? Yeah, why Just not? to wrap it up. George Salty. He is a composer and a conductor in the world of classical. He has won 31 of them. You'd put a new wing on your house if you had that much. Absolutely. Quincy Jones and Allison Krauss have 27 each. Yeah. Uh, Vladimir Horowitz, 25. Chick Korea, Stevie Wonder, John Williams, U2, each have 22. Jay-Z, Kanye West, 21. And these people all have 20. Vince Gill, Henry Mancini, Pat Metheny, Bruce Springsteen, Al Schmidt, and Beyonce all have 20. So there's you your high-end what? people. Yeah, it's not like it's a group of losers that have the top. It, those are all good people. Yes, they are. And they and all work very hard in the industry. Yes, they do. But I still believe the purpose of the Grammys is not to sort of celebrate great wonderment. I still believe the purpose of the Grammys is to sell and has been to sell records. The Baja Men, I'm sorry, some record company somewhere said we need to push the Baja Men, make sure they win. The Grammys need to write out their purpose on the internet, right? I really believe that's what it's always been about, and that's what bugs me about it. So that's going to wrap it up. We'll see you next week with a classical-themed te- uh, show. Interested in classical? Uh, yeah. Sure, why not? I'm Joe Burns. You are? I'm Tammy Burns. That'll do it. Class is dismissed. Enjoy the Grammys. Yeah.